0: Ag tire talks driving yield through tire technology sponsored by Michelin agriculture James Tushner with AG tire talk here I'm with Ken Broadbeck VP of technology for Precision inflation welcome to the program thanks Jim James yeah so uh, we've let's just jump right into it you know one of the things that um I've gotten questions on it, it, and I see it all the time so I've got a tractor. I say I'm I'm planting, and should I just keep the same air pressure when I'm on the road in the field, or like should I make an adjustment? And isn't adjusting the air pressure a big pain? So, what's uh, your comments you, on that?
1: You used a really good word, and I was thinking about our talk today, and something that I'll, I'll let everybody in on a little secret that everybody needs to understand that is tires are adjustable. You can get a much better performing machine tire planter yield if you can adjust your tire pressure. So the short answer is to your question is, yes, tires should be set at two different pressures, one for the road, which is higher, it's going to make the tire roll easier, get better fuel economy, better handling. And then when you get in the field and unfold that big 24-row planter, if you can let the air out of the tires of both the planter mains and the tractor rears, you're going to get a much softer walking tractor, tractor, better yield, better fuel economy, everything does get better if you can adjust the pressures.
0: Well, and two, what happens to the weight, which is, you know, the air carries the weight, right, when you unfold yes. that planter for the field?
1: Well, in that case, the the engineers have developed great planters where they fold into a nice narrow transport semi-trailer, and they have to sometimes use semi-trailer tires on the back of the planters, but they're at very high pressures, as high as 60 to 90 PSI, and that's not needed when you unfold the planter and the planter units go into the ground, and the weight also comes off the back of the tractor axle. So. The transport pressure, which is required for both the planter and the tractor, is quite high. And we get in the field, we can often cut that pressure in half on the tractor and probably almost by two thirds on the planter if you can adjust the tire pressures and it gives you all those great benefits.
0: So let's just talk some round numbers. You know, we pride ourselves on driving yield you know, through tire technology to do that, get into the detail. So a typical, we've got a deer 8R case magnum, Fent, MFWD. We're talking about, correct me if I'm wrong, on a 24 row planner, about 30k on that rear axle 30,000 pounds to transport about 20k when it's in the field is am I right on that is it yep. at
1: least those okay. are very good numbers yes
0: it, it's a big difference where you know a ch- a, a third of a, a less um, weight to carry so that's a correct. big deal and really that's one of the key reasons that we can reduce those air pressures is that, is that correct Ken
1: exactly the tire companies have in their Load charts, their dealers have a table showing if you can tell them what the axle load is, they can tell you the minimum pressure to carry. And of course, like we've already stated, the road pressure is much higher because the axle loads are higher, the tire pressures have to be higher. So we can definitely reduce those pressures in the field if you have the ability to do it quickly from the cab at a touch of a button, which we provide.
0: Well, there's one other point I want to make. So, the typical roading speed's about 30 miles per hour. Just for round numbers, if we're planting, we're getting down to around 10. Why don't you um, talk about what difference you know, with the physics of a tire? Why it can re- carry less air pressure when it slows down?
1: Um, if everybody's touched their tires, uh, any, a lot of farmers, of course, have semis, and I had one, had several when we were on my dad's farm. If you touch the tire after you've come off uh, a high 70, 60 miles an hour of a fully loaded grain trailer, you touch the tires. They're quite warm. Some, some would say even that's hot. True. Yep. And that's, that's energy that the truck engines put into the tire from the diesel fuel and tractors are no different. So the faster you go, the more heat you create. Um, so when you go slower in the field, the tire manufacturers will let you, uh, run lower pressures, more deflection without damaging the tire because you don't have the heat issue
0: what's the biggest enemy of a tire can Heat. oh yes we didn't even pre-rehearse that but i knew you'd say that so yeah, indeed it's it just literally just it, it comes up it literally melts and yes, all the pieces, parts of it just come apart when it's too hot hence why you can't run higher speeds with the, the lower pressures and um Excellent um, dissertation on that important point. When you slow those tires down, you don't need as much air pressure. And obviously, when you um, reduce the weight, you don't need air, as much air pressure as well, because the air, for all intents and purposes, is what carries the weight. So, Correct. OK, great. Um, so really, the, so what's the answer to that? What's the best way to optimize, really reduce, you know, higher pressures for field and then um I'm um, sorry, higher pressures for road and lower pressures for field.
1: I'm walking you right into that one, Ged. Uh, the answer is, again, people have to understand the tire is adjustable. I guess that's my, my key takeaway for myself today, that if people don't even understand it's possible, once you understand, well, what if I could, if I could adjust it? Why is that important? Because if you can adjust it, then we can have the best tire for the road, which is higher pressure. And then when you get in the field, you go slower. You have less weight because the planter's unfolded and it's put itself in the ground. We can go lower pressure. And then you get all the benefits of a low pressure tire. Think of an ATV. What do those tires have for pressure? Four or five PSI. What do people like to talk about them? They'll float over almost anything because the pressure is low in the tire. The ground pressure is low uh, that, that's required to carry that machine. And the same is exact true, whether it's a semi or a tractor or a planter. If we can lower the tire pressure, It's going to float over the ground more, create less ruts, less compaction, better fuel economy because we're not dragging this packing wheel through the field. Well,
0: that's a great point. And let's talk about tracks for a moment. So tracks without question have their specific applications where they perform exceptionally well. So we're we're not here to debate that. Right. But what we do want to talk about is that they're always set up for really field operation right because if you look at the track machine whatever it happens to be it's got a big old footprint right sure so what happens with that big old footprint on the road ken
1: well it's one thing and and my my boss who's my wife makes the point tracks are great the challenge is they're always stuck at one pressure you can't adjust it and again i go back to a tire is adjustable if you can just change the pressure so on the road that track is a fairly heavy belt it has steel cables running through it to give it strength so it doesn't stretch can't have it stretched but it does allow you to not tear up the road like a steel bulldozer would. The challenge is you have to bend that track around at least two, if not three uh, pulleys, if you will. And when it does that, it takes horsepower to do it. Many people are very surprised how much horsepower it takes a track vehicle to go down the road versus a, t- a tired vehicle. And what that's telling us is it takes extra horsepower, extra fuel to simply bend that track around the rollers. And to do that, um, it, it creates heat. And a track really, in, in a lot of ways, is just like a tire. It's made of rubber and other components. If it gets too hot, it melts as well. And that's a bad thing. But that's they can't change that.
0: You know, in the roading um, application, I've seen a number of different studies out there. I haven't seen one where the um, track is lower fuel consumption than tire, simply because if you think about it, you if that, tire is aired up to where it's supposed to be it's optimum air pressure you're maybe running on like two lugs maybe three i mean it depends just very minimal footprint where you know that tracks has got what 10 or whatever it happens to be so you're gonna have to use more fuel just simply because of rolling resistance and friction so let's go to the field application you know one of the things people um really forget about is with these new um technology tires we often get times can get down to the single digit psis and hence what does it do to the footprint what does it look like Ken? i'm walking you into that one again
1: oh yeah it looks like a track. Our, if everybody if anybody comes to the farm progress show uh one of the tire major tire companies we have a track we'll have a tractor there along with footprints and we'll have basically taking styrofoam insulation board about inch and a half two inches thick and we deflect the tire and we show you how short the footprint is. It doesn't really change much in width. It gets a little narrower with high pressures. But when you go to the field pressure, it literally lays out 30, 40% longer. And it literally looks like a pneumatic track. And that's what I'd like to tell people. If you can adjust the tire pressure, you can get the value of a track without the high cost. And, uh, and then if you just change the air pressure, you adjust the tire back up to a very good racing tire, if you will, for the road. So you get the benefits of that big footprint. Uh, that literally looks like a track
0: and there's a whole bunch of different applications and scenarios out there but i want to bring to light one we've got a visual on this that we'll have on the site as well just one specific application so if you're running the uh, uh, you have an example where you run a 30 psi for the road in a particular application you're showing three bar lugs or so on on the ground right so very low rolling resistance um when you're roading right you're gonna really reduce that fuel consumption down right because of the rolling resistance but then you've got the uh Side by side example, when you're bringing it down to those single digits, where in this particular application you've got five bar lugs, I mean, crap! I mean, it's like a 65 percent increase or so. I mean, it's a massive difference um, when it when it comes to just the sheer the, the number of lugs on the ground, which in, in turn um, really turns into traction and flotation. Right?
1: Exactly. Yes, and on top of that, um, which we've talked about, but if you look at the 3D version of the footprint in the styrofoam, the high pressure. Uh, The shoulders don't hardly indent into the board, where if you look at the properly inflated IFVF or even standard tire, that longer footprint, the shoulder contact goes in just as deep into the board as the center nose. So you're getting a very even weight distribution across the bar face, and that gives you that much greater pulling power and better flotation.
0: Well, excellent, excellent. So we talked about road air pressures, how that's a critically important. We talked about field air pressures, how a central tire inflation system is critical to making that happen. Because really, if you've got a dual row crop um, set up, I mean, how long does it take to deflate something like that, Ken? 90 seconds. Oh, well, with a CTIS, yes, but I'm talking if you were like manual.
1: It depends if you can catch the valve stem when it flies out of the tire and don't lose it in the grass. Um, okay, <laughs> give me an average. <laughs> oh, to, to do a me- mechanical front wheel drive, just the rear four tires, and I've done it many times in my career with a tire company. Uh, oh Gosh, with the gauge and everything and moving the tractor because the valve stems are never in the right place at least 15
0: minutes yeah that's exactly that's what i was gonna land on i mean it ain't quick and you know right. what when you're blowing it's, and going you ain't stopping to do it hence you can't afford it's to. so important and easy right. and you know, real the ctis i mean all you gotta do is touch a button, and then bam it goes to field um operation pre-weight exactly. and it's done so it's super how long does it take to like deflate though i ha- i don't really, i don't know that stat so i'm in i'm in and i'm ready to go to the field like how long is it going to take me before i get in the field at the proper pressure
1: 90 seconds. So I tell people, if you have a front fold planner, by the time you, sh- when you get to the driveway, you can hit the button or maybe 30 seconds or a minute before. And by the time you pull in and get in the corner, or unfold the, the planter and get your ABs lined up and the field name in the computer, the planner and tractor are all ready to go. They're down to their minimum pressure and ready to go.
0: Excellent. Excellent. So there's one other topic I want to touch on that really is um, dovetails into the um, topic at hand here, which is you know, we're seeing a lot more people running the r- wider super singles versus the dual row crops as of late. Um, and that's w- regardless of whether it's combine attract- tractor um, applications and the like. You know, what we're seeing now, Ken, is um, some people who are now electing um, to even post-emerge early run that crop over a little bit with a large super single. Are you seeing that?
1: Oh, I can remember back in the 70s, we had our soybeans sprayed by the local co-op and they they ran over the rows with the large floater machines and the crop didn't seem to care. So, yes, it's been it's been done. It's still being done today that, uh, again, what people need to understand is back when people were concerned about uh, running over the row with an old bias tire at 20 PSI. There's no question you do significant compaction that's going to stunt the crop from emerging. Today, with tires that you can get down as low as 12, maybe even seven or eight PSI with the new radials and VF technology, uh, that's less than your footprint pressure, literally. So, we have several customers who are running multiple machines at the lower pressures, uh, planting one or two rows of corn in the wheel track. And I've been out in their fields and they say, You tell me where the wheel wheel track went. (laughs) And
0: if there's been a good
1: if there's been a good uh, a rain or two, the even the lug marks are washed away. They're they're blended in. You cannot see it. The corn doesn't care.
0: Excellent, excellent. Now, I have heard a, t- a few producers saying, hey, man, it didn't work. So really, what's your cautionary measure to be sure that to, to really um, set them up for success?
1: We always talk about people saying, wait till it's the grounds, the proper condition. It's almost never perfect. <laughs> and there's a lot of times, and I get it, they have to go, we have to go. But if it's too wet, um, you're going to take a yield hit. And that's one of those things. People have to weigh the pluses and minuses. Uh, if they know there's a big rain coming, they've got to get it in and they won't get in back in the field for another week. They will go ahead and they just have to uh, understand with a big single, then you're going to plant a row of corn and th- that, that wheel track, may may not do as well, but the alternative is waiting till it's uh, perfect conditions is probably going to come there. So it's, it's one of those trade-offs that people have to make and they do.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Well, that's a wrap on on the main topics that i wanted to talk about today i guess okay. the other point i wanted to make mention is you don't have to buy a ctis new do you you can get them aftermarket
1: yes we offer systems for tractors that uh anywhere from single axle duels triples front axle and or a planter or any kind of trailer like a uh, manure tanker
0: well and that's an g- important point that i want to hit which is you know it ain't just for the tractor right if you're going to do it you're really compacting as much as your highest pressure tire and oftentimes. So with that being said, you know, this CTIS C- is a full system, right? So if you're planting, it's ha- it's taking care of the implement tires and the whole doggone yes. thing, right?
1: Yes, we've uh, have now several years of data with planters, specifically a new one that's just come out last year is that for the NT style deer or the case early riser planters. We have a system where you have the two support arms around the tire that, Uh, We can drop those pressures from 60 down to 25, 30 PSI. And we've got root root balls. We hope to have some of the fire in progress show to show people the high pressure versus the lower pressure field pressures. The roots can definitely tell the difference. I'm very confident now that the the infamous uh, pinch row effect, if you can get your tire pressures down to 10 or 12 on the tractor and uh, 25, 30 on the planter, you basically eliminate the pinch row.
0: You know that's great news, so you know we're always big on driving yield you know, through tire technology on hitting the data so just in round numbers, why don't you give a flavoring for a thousand acre guy he's running his traditional eight arc case magnum like twenty four row super common out in the midwest yep. what kind of yield pickup if is he can he expect it range and, and fuel economy savings if he goes and buys one of these ctis systems and what's the, the payback like how long uh,
1: we say one to two years and, and just real quick numbers for everybody to, to to run it through their head if you have five dollar corn very conservative for today's market but it'll someday come back there five dollar corn if you can get two percent advantage and that's our low number on 200 bushel corn that's four bushel four bushel times five dollars is twenty dollars an acre and twenty, and on a thousand acres, that's twenty thousand. So even if you cut that in half, say it's a ten thousand, that's a one percent gain in two years. You will pay for the yes. <laughs> you will pay for the tractor. Well, I'm not a salesman; I'm an engineer, and I like real numbers. <laughs> okay, <Ken. laughs> so it, it will save you, and that's the way you have to look at it. It's just like if you have a large tractor versus the guy who has a, a half a size two wheel drive tractor. And the old farmer says, "Boy, you have a really big tractor. that bet that takes a lot of fuel per hour." And I remember my father saying that exact thing. So no. It's not gallons per hour, it's gallons per acre. And this will save you many 5 to $10 per acre every year on corn.
0: That's awesome.
1: Just in, well- just in yield
0: bottom line uh one to two year payback i say you're being conservative ken because um, there's a harper adams study out there and there's also a university illinois study out there talking about reducing air pressures with vf tires putting some yield gains in those particular studies in that neighborhood of about four percent that's published so again it varies um significantly but i think it's important to note that those numbers are are certainly conservative of course but the, the main point is a one to two year payback you know, sensational thinking about how long people are typically keeping their machinery. Exactly. Well, great. So I'm just going to run through the main points here and let's see if I've got them. All right. So main point, clean takeaway, number one, just changing your air pressure from field PSI to road PSI makes a significant difference in not only the yield because of the increased footprint when it is in the dirt, but also because of the reduced footprint when you're on the road that reduces the rolling resistance. really has a dramatic impact on reducing fuel um, and reducing soil compaction. There's really no feasible way of doing it. I mean, you're not going to spend 15 minutes after you're on the road and messing around with it and getting it in the field. Really, that's why CTISs are gaining in popularity. Not only are they gaining in popularity, you know, it's funny. One of our social media posts, it's the most popular now because mm-hmm. there's just gaining so much momentum. People are so thirsty for the knowledge on um, CTIS. And the, the last main point is, is that, um, you know, it doesn't matter what tires you are running because of the difference in speed from road to field and the difference in weight carrying capacities. No matter what you're running, you get that a uh, big impact with the central tire inflation system. It's one of the single biggest things that you can do to improve yield and um, reduce fuel costs.
1: Did exactly. I get
0: it? Can't what I miss?
1: Uh, people won't believe me, but you will get 20, the tires will last 20% longer because they're not scuffing and getting hot down the road. It's a, it's one of those. Values uh, that I didn't really want to believe because I was in the tire business, but I've seen tires literally singles on large four wheel drive tractors last eight thousand hours.
0: Well, excellent tires, excellent.
1: tires continue to go up in price.
0: <laughs> yeah, they
1: keep they just, Well, you
0: know that's a great point because with that central tire inflation system, typically. You can make sure that your tires will, for all intents and purposes, last for the lifetime, unless you got to, you know, you run something over or the like. And oh. depends on the acreage, but uh, it certainly exactly right. exponentially increases the lifespan. Always a good thing.
1: And that's a wrap. Thank you, Ken. You're most welcome. Anytime, James.